Are you looking for inspiration and words of wisdom so you can go out and launch your own business? This is the Lost and Founded podcast, bringing you raw and relatable stories of successful entrepreneurs, committed startups and personal experiences that are here to inspire, inform and influence. My name is Amanda. And my name is Alex. And in today's episode, we'll be speaking to three friends who are changing the narrative for underrepresented groups in the gaming industry. Spotted by the likes of Apple, this group of changemakers are inspiring the next generation of black game developers. They burst onto the mobile gaming scene with the release of their 2D arcade shooter Dodgecrafts. As well as this, they've also been active online documenting the journey of the success on YouTube. Their energetic and contagious personalities easily shine through and we look forward to hearing their story. So without further ado, we'd love to welcome Yasin, Max and Taylor from Authors. <laughs> welcome guys. Uh, what intro, what intro. I know, I know, I know. How are you? How's everything? Yeah, all good, man. All good. All good. Just uh, keeping busy. Obviously, we can't wait for the, what was it, June 21st. Looking forward to that announcement. So, yeah, no, everything's good, man. Honestly, I'm looking forward to that day. Boris has been keeping us inside for too long. (laughs) So, for those who don't know what Authors is, could you just explain what it is and what it means to you? Why the name Authors? So, Authors, why is it important to us? So, essentially, it's a way of us being free essentially authors is we're able to express ourselves in an authentic way no pun in the word authors so we're able to yeah put ourselves in an authentic way originally um it came from the work in unity there's an there's a view called orthographic view and we want to as an author you kind of write your own stories so we kind of blended the two and that was the name authors and where it came from and what it means to us is just it's just a way of us being able to be free as Yasin was saying and kind of use all of our skills that we've had from our creative backgrounds and kind of mold them all together and it's all come together and it's become the gaming company author so that's just wrapping up what Yasin was saying it's just the ability for us to use all of our previous creativity and kind of link up and create games that have great narratives and narratives that reflect us as we are all black people. The name authors, obviously, like when you think of an author, you're thinking of someone that's creating a narrative. And I think that's exactly what you guys have done with you've actually created the narratives, not only based on the colour of your skin, but based on your experiences too. I know a conversation we had before this, you were speaking about how you form the games, how the user experiences it when they play the game is through the eyes of yourselves. And that's really key and really important in terms of who is actually playing the games and how they feel when they're playing the games too. Because I think sometimes with a lot of brands, you don't usually get that. You don't really get the person behind the actual thing. For sure. And clearly like... Gaming has been a has always been of a huge interest to all three of you. And what point did you realise that you could actually turn your passion into a business? It dates back to about 2015, I think. Me and Yasin were both at university. Taylor was also at uni, just finishing up. We were just trying to find a route in which we could all work together. Um, us having design backgrounds primarily decided that gaming was something that we all, you know, well, everyone enjoys gaming, but we all felt like we had a passion for gaming and uh, basically just us giving it a go, really, just going on YouTube and trying to figure out how we could come about it. Obviously, none of us have development backgrounds. So our first mission was to find a developer. We went through at least seven developers. We were let down by all of them. In Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, like literally about two years of looking through developers realized that in those two years spent trying to find one, we could have probably done a course and learned to do it ourselves. So asking yourself that question, you say, well, why don't we do it ourselves? And that's how we ended up kind of here, basically. It kind of sounds like 
you almost like fell into this situation, like based on your own like experience. Would you say it was yeah. an ambition for you to start your own career path or was it simply something that you fell into? I'll say after working, having a full-time job, you kind of realize you're restricted to certain terms, you know, especially if you're creative, you kind of don't have the freedom to do what you want to do and like yeah. build what you want to build. Essentially kind of when the idea came across is just like, it's great having clients, but when you have clients, you're essentially like you're working for somebody. And the whole point of author is just like, we can make decisions based on what we want. Like we can make games on like narratives that we want to make and we can do things that we want to do and not have to kind of answer to other people. So like the starting point, it was just like, when you start something of your own and like you're the founders and you own it, like you have total freedom and just creativity. And that's kind of one of the best things you can have. Do you know what I mean? If you're, if you're building something just to know that you can take it to whatever pathway you want to put it down and not have to worry about anybody else kind of being like, ah, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. unless your business partners. Definitely having your own business gives you the freedom to, to really do what you want. Which, so would you yeah, say yeah. that this kind of entrepreneurial drive is something that you've have had the whole time or is it as authors have developed, it's increased more and more and you feel like you've become more entrepreneurial and more committed wanting it to be successful? Definitely the latter, I'd say. I don't know about you two, but for me, it's just been more of a, of a passion and like a hobby. It started off more of maybe a, like a hobby and just wanting to make games. And as we've progressed, um, it's definitely become more business orientated. Like, I don't know about you two, what do you think? I'd say, I'd say, I think I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur or just work, yeah, just work for myself. And it's trying to, it was trying to figure out a way to do that. So all throughout college, just like, I'm going to become a millionaire. You, know, you have those dreams. I'm going to become a millionaire by this age. How am I going to do it? Okay, cool. I'm good. I need to figure out a way. And for me, it's always been trying to figure out a way. And maybe that's why when we thought, oh, we're going to do the gaming company, I've just latched onto it now because it's just like, oh, it's actually something that can go somewhere and it's with friends and it's something that we all enjoy doing. So I reckon, yeah, that's why that's why I got to that path as well. Yeah, so what about you? Yeah, I guess... It's interesting because I'm kind of on the other spectrum of kind of what these two boys as well, because Max did animation at uni, Taylor did graphic design, and I'm in the architectural business industry. So it's kind of on the other other swing of things. But yeah, it's definitely that passion of being creative. You know what I mean? You kind of get the idea of just like, oh, okay, so I can do this myself. How do we make games? Like, why is it that people can make games? We like, we like playing games. We play games all the time. Like, why can't we make a game? And then I think that just sparked us to be like, okay, cool. Do you know what? Let's start this. Like everybody starts from ground zero. Obviously, some people get a bit of funding if they're lucky. We didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what made it more fun and enjoyable, to be fair. That's fine. You know, you made it work. So it's actually all good. Yeah. But I want to ask now, seeing on the subjects of you guys actually playing games, who would you say is the biggest gamer out of all three of you? <laughs> I'd say Taylor's the most competitive gamer, but I'm, I just play the most. Yeah, I waste I waste the most time basically. Yeah, for sure. I might play PS4 more these days, whereas Max's Nintendo console handheld. Man's in his dungeon, bro. Okay, it's changed. I'm studying games now, not playing. <laughs> research. That's what you gotta say. It's not research. <laughs> Max, do you still have a Game Boy? Of course. Yeah, I got a Game Boy. Uh, not on hand, but it's it's around here somewhere. I got a Game Boy. But anyway, I'd like to also say congratulations on the release of your Dodgecraft game. I've played it. It's, it's really good. I really enjoy it. And what would you say your journey with Orph has been like up until this point? And how far do you want the business to go? It's been, it's been wild. Like even today, I think Max sent me like 
a message of us talking to like one of the first programmers we were speaking to, and it was dated that back when was it like November or something, 2015 or something? And it was just like, rah, like, look how far we've come. Like when we first started, I remember just trying to sell everybody our ideas and then it wasn't working. And then it was just like, okay, cool. Just lots of rejection, but we knew it was it was still something we wanted to do because me and Matt were still just like, yeah, yeah, like it will happen. Whereas usually we will just be like, oh, like forget it, whatever, let's move on to something else. But we never moved on. So it's been like, yeah, it's been it's been a sick, it's been a sick journey, man. There's been some highs and some lows. I feel like we we always concentrate mainly on our highs. Like we can we know where we're going. But we've all, where we are now, it's funny. We believed we would be here, but now it's happened. We're just like, oh yeah, like it's maybe, maybe this, maybe that. But for the past five years, we've been saying, This is what will happen, this is what will happen. Trying to step back and be like, nah, that's that was maybe it was a fluke, but we've been working hard. So I'd say, yeah, it's been it's been a sick journey so far. And in terms of like where we're planning to go, I think we're all in the same place where we started off with apps that like for mobiles is the easiest way to get in. You can make a game, upload it to App Store, Google Play, all of that. The end goal is to obviously reach consoles. We're working on PC at the moment because PC gaming is getting bigger in the UK. It's been big all in like in other nations, other continents even, it's been big already. I think the UK is starting to get a bit they're starting to get a bit more involved in PC gaming. So that's where we're heading next. But yeah, just to become like a household name, you know what I mean? Like a Ubisoft or something like that, where they say authors, you go, oh, snap, oh, they made that. Okay, cool. You know, I think that's the, the ultimate goal. Like, Got to dream big, man. No, I definitely love that. Almost like manifesting. You're saying, yes, we're going to get it. So that's exactly what's, what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, of course. I lie to yourself, catch shit, whatever, and it will happen anyway. I feel like, I love you guys' personality. Like, you're just so honest and transparent. And I feel like that is that comes across in everything that you do in your games, on your website. And I feel like I actually knew more about you before I had actually spoken to you. Is that something that was important for your audience to know, you know, to know more about you behind the game? And yeah, why did you make it a priority if that was the case? I guess because, yeah, when we started off, we was looking into the industry and was realising that we had that kind of like no one to relate to really. There's no one that we can look up to and be like, ah, we can kind of follow their pathways or they've kind of come through the same ways and avenues we have. We can kind of see what they've done. So we just realised, and what we've learned as well is just like the knowledge that you learn during the journey, like you have to pass it on, you know, you've got to pass it to other people that's coming up. Because if you don't do that, you're kind of just, you're a waste man, isn't it? Like, you've, got, you've got to pass on the, the fruits so other people can enjoy as well. As you said, like we bounce off each other, we've got good energy. And also it's about branding yourself. Like the main reason why a lot of people have kind of got in contact with us or liked us because of the way we branded ourselves. Yeah. I know a lot of people are shy. Um, like to be behind closed doors it's an image it's a brand and, and this is what we're all about do you know what I mean uh, it's for people to come to us and then they feel like you, you said you feel welcome like you're meeting us and not just the games like you're meeting what we do you're meeting what we're about you're meeting what we what we want to do in the future and essentially that will take us further do you know what I mean our games will only go so far but when people like invest in kind of the people behind it yeah who you are yeah, I think that's probably one of the main things. And also it goes back to the name Authors. This was actually one of like one of the reasons why it's called Authors, because you want people we want people to know who's actually behind the games. Us three, you know. You see like the music industry is so driven by like a, a face and people like they they buy the music sometimes not even because it's great, but because the face basically the other entertainment industries have that in common. And I always wondered why the gaming industry doesn't have that. It's more about the characters in the game, less about the people that put it together. It's just another way of attacking the industry, basically. People like people, and it's clear that 
you know, you guys have a good energy and we guys, we like you. And it's, you know, it does mean more. Like you want to know who's behind the games that you love, behind the music that's being produced and, and everything. So the fact that you're bringing us into the gaming industry, it's great. And it really is hopefully changing, changing the game as a whole, but obviously working as a team isn't always easy. And you guys are great friends, but are there ever points where you're experiencing clashes and you kind of think it's hindered your growth? Every Monday we fight, <laughs> I would never say it's hindered our growth. I'd say any clashes we've had has only been positive, to be honest. I think we're more positive when we're clashing. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, it's brutally honest in these. In these yeah, 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 exactly. It's that brutal honesty. We'll notice one person's doing less of something, and it's just speaking to the others around and knowing how to like accommodate that person. For example, Max was always doing like he never got, he never got furloughed, whereas me and Yasin did. So Max never really got a break. He never had a chance to work like full time on authors, whereas me and Yasin did. So there'll be sometimes if Max isn't doing enough, it'd be like, it doesn't even matter because we need yeah. to understand like we're not in that position. So it's just kind of for me speaking for myself, even if I might be frustrated, that's like, oh, someone's not doing enough. Before moaning or anything, I put myself in their position and be like, we know we all want to do the same thing. Why isn't, why aren't they doing enough? And then you just kind of understand that everyone's going through different things at different times. People with family to deal with like there's, you know, as long as we just keep talking and we're open, which we always do anyway, there'll never be really a big problem. Communication is key, yo. I like it. I like it. Well, well said. Well said, team. Sounds good. <laughs> you got your back, Max. You got your yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, it's hard. I feel like being empathetic and like you said, putting yourself in someone else's shoes is so important. You know, you don't know what they're like behind the screens at the end of the day. But this is a bit of more of a question on funding, like on how you actually paid for your business. Did you at any point ever have to receive external funding? Especially because, you know, some of you mentioned that you're working nine to fives. How did you go about doing this? How did you go about funding your business? That again, that kind of goes into our journey. And as I was saying before, like we've got a bit of funding, like here and there, nice gestures from like family members and stuff. But essentially it was all done from through our own money, you know, like learning how to like budget having like till now we've got like a second job like authors is not even a full-time job we're still having a day job and then coming back using that to fund authors and then do authors work as well so that's kind of one of the things that i guess people kind of struggle on it's just like money's always kind of the big thing isn't it it's just like oh i need money like, i need money now like i need 10k i need 5k but sometimes you need to learn how to like be broke work off being broke and then when you go that way you kind of make ideas like you think of ideas of how you can flip that around if you've got five pounds, you think of, oh, okay, cool. I need to make 10 pounds, I need to 20 pounds. But if you've got 10K, you're probably thinking, oh, I've got 10K, man. I'll blow it on this. I'll blow it on that. But then when you ain't got those funds, like, you can be a bit more efficient. That When it came to money and funding, we originally wanted funding for a developer, but um, we were lucky to have uh, one of Taylor's friends, Jason, join us recently. Um, so it kind of eliminated the funding that we wanted originally. However, we're not saying no to any funding. If anybody out there wants to fund us, <laughs> feel free to contact us. <laughs> yeah, main thing is working with what you have, you know, kind of don't reach too far. Don't get upset if you don't have what you have right now. Just work to those steps. And then when you get there, you can be like, okay, cool. Go to the next step. Next thing you know, you're sitting in a stack, yo. <laughs> Taking every step as it comes and just building your way up slowly and surely is, is the best way, really. Use your networks. But obviously, you guys are at a point now where you're, you're happy, Dodgecrafts is out, and you, 
I think Taylor, you mentioned you always visioned yourself to be at this point, but now you're at this point, it kind of sometimes feels a bit like, whoa, it's a bit crazy that you're actually here. So was there any point where you actually experienced imposter syndrome and you ever felt like your product wasn't good enough? Did you ever begin to question, you know, what's all this worth? Do you know what? From being a creative, I've never thought my work was good enough. Like as soon as it's done, I'll look at it and be like, oh man, whatever with this, like what's what's new? Like that's that's old news. It could literally be like the second I've completed it, I'll just be like, I could like there's always more to do. So um I thought, yeah, coming from maybe design the design background, I'm kind of used to it and I kind of like that because I feel like if I was satisfied there wouldn't be a push, go and do something better. But if I'm unsatisfied, there's always just like, we, there, there's more, there's always more to do. So I feel like it's a driving force for me. Just adding on to what Taylor said, I think it's important to set yourself deadlines. Set yourself deadlines because as creatives, it's, you can go into this, just keep perfecting. You're like, ah, oh, it's not quite ready. I keep perfecting, keep perfecting, keep perfecting because you just want it. This is your child. You want it to be perfect. But eventually you need to let it go. You need to let it go out there. You know what I mean? Definitely yeah. important to make a deadline and then, Whatever you have at that point, see how it goes, see what happens, move on, make the next project. Maybe the next project is the one that's going to be it, you know, but you have to get your stuff out there. So it's good. But I just feel like you have such creative backgrounds in design and, you know, even architecture. And Taylor, you mentioned that this is such like an iterative process. Like you're always having to produce new iterations. Like it's never really complete so just in terms of like you know the games that you've actually put out there is that have, do you ever feel like they're not really complete or is this something that you're constantly thinking about or um something that you think always needs to be worked on i reckon no nah, like with with dodgecrafts i feel like that was because we're still kind of new to the industry that was like our, our tester really so even even though there was some things that were just like oh, that could have been done better it was, it's just like reading up on what um, other game devs say. It's just like, don't worry. Don't worry about getting stuck up on how good a game is. Like, just keep producing, keep churning out the work. And I guess it it rolls into every other aspect of business or something. It's just like, don't think this is going to be your big break. Just keep working and working. And eventually, yeah, good, thing, good things should come because you're putting in the hard work. But no, I was, was going to say, I certainly thought it's, I certainly say it's complete. Do you know what I mean? Like the game... When you look at it, it's definitely complete. You can always look at it and say it needs improvements. But fortunately for this industry, unlike maybe film and music in the game industry, you can quite easily update apps and update games. So like we did, we released the first one, saw what we got back from it, like the first version of Dodgecraft, saw what feedback we got. They didn't download, we didn't get as many downloads as we wanted. So we then went on to trying to promote. We started like looking, going on like courses and stuff and trying to just learn on how to promote apps and all of that. And then when we did the update for the second one, we got much better reception. We got push from Apple, all of these, all of these kind of things. And that was just from focusing on marketing. But like you're saying, the lucky thing is that we were able to update from the first version of Dodgecraft, release the second one. So No, I really appreciate that. And I think from what you said, consistency is key. At the end of the day, even if you've produced it to a good standard, you know there's always things that you can be doing, but release what you have, set another deadline, release something else and just keep that process going. Don't stop doing what you're doing. I love that. So obviously you mentioned that a few for a few of you, maybe I don't know if authors is your end goal, but did you ever feel like you ever needed to compromise your career or is this your career? I think what's um, the beauty of authors and being creative is you're able to kind of build bridges 
between our kind of our let's say our day job or other creatives and bring it into authors so as yeah as a creative person or even if you're not a creative person you need to be inspired by other things you know you can't always just stay in one industry or just be wrapped up in one kind of field like see what's out there you know what i mean like we want to do fashion and it's, it's good to know fashion do you know what i mean because there's certain aspects you can take from fashion and bring in there's certain things like let's say music that we can bring into the gaming industry so it's definitely one way yeah we'll probably leave our day jobs leave our kind of our main careers and put all that we've learned over the years and what we learned into there into authors so then that can grow and then we can expand out from there and then we can go into like loads of different avenues basically authors 100 percent the career path yeah <laughs> And I guess that kind of links back to just being an entrepreneur in general. Being an entrepreneur, you need to take massive risks. Do you feel like that is a risk or do you feel that? 100%. Yeah. Like I've been, I've been doing design, web design, UI design for like three years at this company. And then before then I was at another company for a year before then. So I've got like five to six years in this industry already. So it's quite easy for me to just sit in this place and just move from company to company, trying to get promotions, promotions, but it's not enjoyable. So I don't see the point. If I'm not having fun, I don't see the point in doing it, man. Honestly, life's too short. This is fun. And if we can make money from it, I'll be happy from it. I'd rather earn 20K, 30K from authors than 60 and 70 from somewhere else working for someone else, honestly. That's great to hear that because that's often the reason I think when many people are too fearful to follow their dream because they get boxed in by the money. And once you start making money, you don't ever want to leave it for your passion because who's going to want to do that? Like it's a risk. But if you believe that strongly, then definitely go for it because the reward from starting your own baby from nothing like that's that's bigger than money exactly what you said to max like that's much more rewarding yeah in terms of promoting a new game for most businesses and i'm not even too sure if it's the same for authors but social media is the biggest marketing tool that's how you get your product out there to the widest audience is that the same in the gaming industry and if so how do you go about reaching your target audience well obviously definitely use social media when it comes to promoting our new game the way in which we go about using it i reckon will be different and I think we're looking to do like sort of partnership deals and stuff with different brands and try and incorporate the gaming scene rather than, wait, yeah, we create games and we use keyboards. Maybe we don't need to be sponsored by a sort of keyboard. Maybe it doesn't need to be tech related. Why can't it be clothing related? Why can't, why can't it be a trap star or something? Why can't we shine a new light on how game creators are portrayed in the industry? So I think also coming from that angle, when we're looking to kind of promote ourselves we've seen it, people do it when it comes to like the entertainment industry and you just see all the creatives especially uh, black people it's they always follow their life and then we don't even care so much about we care about the music and other stuff but it's like you f- you just follow you follow them because it's like, oh they're cool look it's it's something relatable mm-hmm. and obviously i'm saying it because i'm black but obviously for white people or any other people if you see something that you like and you see lots of people doing it and it's you're inspired by it or whatnot it's going to be something that you're going to follow. So I think we can take that same thing into gaming. And I don't think it's been done in gaming, but I think our personalities is what will allow us to kind of push this new direction or test test those waters. So that's, I think. There's no limit at all to who you want to form partnerships with and collab with, because there's a lot of random collabs happening left, right and centre, but it doesn't really matter because it just gets the brand bigger yeah. even even yeah. today me and taylor are having a uh, conversation about brands and taylor said what what brands what brands are you thinking max what industry what industries and i said to him what about skincare and he was like why skincare and i said well you know gamers have a history of having bad skin isn't it so 
But obviously, you guys, you have a strong personal brand through your social media and obviously through your gaming as well. But three black men in the gaming industry can't ignore the fact that this must have been somewhat challenging as well. So what are some of the biggest challenges that you've actually faced in the gaming industry? And how did you sort of, how do you feel like you're on the road to changing the narrative for more black game developers? It was a challenge, but then I think we flipped it from a challenge to making it more of like a goal. So the challenge was, again, like there was no one in the gaming scene like us, that like we couldn't look to anybody. So we was just like, where do we start? So rather than getting bogged down by that idea, we was just like, we can be the people that, we can be the forefront of this new vision. Do you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of gamers out there that play games. There's a lot of gamers that kind of review games, but there's not a lot of gaming devs like us that are just making games. And you can see through and through what we do, like not just about games, but like our lifestyles. So that was probably like one of our biggest challenges. And like I said before, like it's helped us because now people are just like, oh, wait. So when you do like music, like that's also in games, it's just like, yes, obviously, like how else do you reckon you get music into games? You know what I mean? Like these are some things that was a bit of a challenge because you're just thinking like, oh, how am I going to do that? How am I going to do that? But then we realized along the way, it's just like, you need to build it yourself, build a community around you that you think will help you and then use the people around you as well. Like another challenge is just like, sometimes you can't reach a certain place or you're not connected to a certain person that can elevate you. But then you've got a friend who has that connection and is your good friend right next to you. You should utilize it. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't be scared to kind of just put yourself out there a little bit. Even if it is different, like you may think, oh, my day's like, I'm, I stand out a little bit, but there's like 7 billion people in this world. Like there'll be a couple of hundred people if that will just resonate with what you do. So yeah, like our challenge was just like finding people who are like us, but then we just like, this is perfect. Turn your challenges into a goal. I actually yeah. love that so much. Yeah, just just backtracking a little bit. I really, really enjoyed the docu-series that you made on YouTube. And one thing I, I thought was funny, I thought it was cool, I thought it was very well edited. But one thing I noticed is you're not getting the amount of views that I feel like it deserves. So do you feel like maybe you'd want to push YouTube a bit more? Because honestly, I, I feel like there's a potential. We've got a new goal, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just adding on from Taylor. I think most people are so easy to see like the end goal. Do you know what I mean? Like like to see you when you're at like, the peak of your mountain, but then some people also like to see the journey. Like what people come to us and be like, oh, like what's your studio like? And we're just like, yeah, that's one of our bedrooms. Use house and guarantee. Might be Max's. He's got that nice room. It's showing like, it's a realistic journey of like when people come and follow us. So it's just like, they see us from working out of our bedrooms to hopefully work in, in, a, like in a big studio, do you know what I mean? A bit like Gymshark, do you know what I mean? Like he was working, at, I forgot what his name is, but he's working in his bedroom, like sewing away, like doing these little patches here and there. And now like, look at him, it's amazing. Like, and that what's inspires people. It's a realistic journey that people can watch themselves and be like, with the documents, like docu-series, like we were only on our fifth episode. We've just started. So like fingers crossed, like Taylor was saying, like we want to get into branding, that will help push us a bit further. This year we're trying to do a bit more talks, a bit like this, going to universities, going to like a bit of schools as well, talks like shows, because I feel like our journey is something that other people can do as well. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not just like super special to us. Other people can take on the challenge as well, or not just gaming. I like what you said there, Yasin, about it being a realistic story. Because I'm sure we've all heard uh, Donald Trump's small loan of $1 million. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. No small loan of $1 million here. You know what I mean? This is what anyone can do. Everyone can do it. Like it's, so it's just a real story of how, how to do what we're doing. And we're saying all of this like we're definitely going somewhere. We might not even go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So we're currently working on our new game is about changing perspectives. So essentially kind of Dodgecast was our first project, but as office is about changing narratives and showing realistic narratives, this is a game of how we're able to change our narrative, but in a very clever and interesting way. So I know a lot of black people, there's a bit of a negative narrative when it comes to, let's say, a brother in a hoodie, like it could be raining or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't really know. But the idea is rather than kind of pushing that direct narrative, we can do it in this stealth-based game where you're put in certain situations and you're basically on a journey and you get put through different challenges. And the aim of it is to, you're going to be doing, you're going to be going through this game and there's going to be certain things that pop up and it subconsciously make you think about certain things whilst you're playing the game. You may not think straight away like that's connected to that, but over time you want to be playing the games and you want to be learning along the way. And then when you come out of the game, you're just like, oh, rah, I've got a different perspective to certain things that may happen to certain people. Yeah. And just to go on what you're saying, Yasin, I think one of the more important things that we're definitely trying to put into this game is we're not trying to Bible bash anyone. We're not trying to like directly teach anyone like this is how, you know, this is what the experience is because as like we are gamers ourselves, we need the game to still be fun. So like Yasin was saying, in the background, you might be picking up what's going on, rah, rah, but it's still going to be hopefully enjoyable. We don't want to make an educational game. It's not learning ladder or number one. <laughs> silly things. No, no, no. We, you know, looking forward to putting it together for sure. That's amazing. That's actually all we have time for, for today. But do you guys have like one word of advice that you'd like to give to anyone in the gaming industry trying to make it big? I would say network. That's one of the biggest things I think we got told in uni, but you don't understand how like you could actually not, you could fail uni and have a good network and you'll be fine. As long as people like you, they'll be willing to be like, oh, he's not that good yet, but I really like him. Come, I'll, tr- I'll train you. Like as soon as you've got a good network, you can get into so many, you can get, you can get everywhere. Adam from Taylor, I reckon just be, be truth to yourself as well. Along the journey, like you kind of, you can get swayed here and there, you can get influence here and there. If you be truth to yourself, what you want to do, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, putting them in boxes or being vile, like you should be fine. Like, and people, people will like attract to you. Do you know what I mean? If you're true to yourself, people will see that value you and you progress in life. It's been great chatting with you guys today. And I really think it's been great to hear your story and how transparent and open you all are. Do you guys have any social media that you feel like you'd like to plug our listeners into? If they wanted to reach out to you, where, where can they find you? Got us on Instagram, so at Authors Official, the same for that for Twitter, also on YouTube as well, so you can just find us on Authors. That's amazing. Thank you so much, guys. This has been the Lost and Founded podcast. If you liked this episode, make sure to head over to Instagram and let us know how you found it at Lost and Founded Pod. With new episodes being released every Thursday, you'll be ready to continue taking steps to bring your ideas to life. Wherever you listen to your podcast, be sure to follow and be notified about more inspiring stories and experiences. That's all for now, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for having us. Thank you.